Get ready to jumpstart your scientific career with practical advice on being a successful and contented scientist. Each episode of the Happy Scientist podcast delivers hands-on, actionable steps you can take to ensure you stay happy, focused, and satisfied in the lab. Available on all popular podcast platforms, hit the subscribe button and start your journey towards a more fulfilling scientific career. the happy scientist podcast each episode is designed to make you more focused more productive and more satisfied in the lab you can find us online at bitesizebio.com happy scientist your hosts are kenneth vote founder of the executive coaching firm vera claritas and dr nick oswald phd bioscientist and founder of bite size bio Hello and welcome to another edition of the Happy Scientist podcast. It's the place to be if you want to become a happier, healthier and more productive scientist. My name is Nick Oswald and I'm the founder of BitesizeBio.com and today, as usual, we are drawing on the wisdom of Mr. Kenneth Vogt, Bitesize Bio's Mr. Miyagi and the founder of the executive mentoring company Vera Claritas. Today, in, and in all other Happy Scientist podcast episodes, you get to benefit from Ken's wisdom to help increase your performance, enjoyment, and success in the lab. In today's episode, Ken is going to take you right out of your comfort zone. This episode is called, There is No Such Thing as a Comfort Zone. Okay, Ken, we've got to hear this. <laughs> okay. Well, let us first acknowledge that we all like to be comfortable. I mean, who doesn't like to be comfortable? And the notion of a comfort zone is a very, very familiar one. Um, and we've seen what happens when people are outside their comfort zone or, or we've experienced it ourselves and we don't like it. And so, so the question is, is that, do we need to circle the wagons every time we're outside of our comfort zone? Is, is that an emergency? Do we have to fix that? Is there really a problem there? And then, of course, the, the uh, supposition of the title of this is, is there actually such a thing as a comfort zone? Or have we just been making this stuff up out of whole cloth? So, the fact is, we do make things up out of whole cloth. We do it all the time. And we've created all kinds of zones in our world, they're, they're useful. You know, we have hospital zones and school zones and time zones. And, um, you know, these things aren't necessarily naturally in existence, but we found a reason why they'd be useful, so we created them. And, you know, now it makes things convenient or safe or there's some other type of structural benefit. And, and so, so we use it and we, we come to common agreement about that. And zones can be any kind of form. You just, you never know what it could be. Like, like for instance, a time zone. Well, time zones are based on, on where you are on, on the globe. You know, it's, it's all about longitude. Except, you know, some countries will actually break that rule. Because maybe their country spans more than one time zone, but they find it more convenient to just all be one time zone, so they do. And if you look... If you look at like a map of the globe, sometimes you will see the nice straight line for time zones and then there'll be this jutting out <laughs> into somewhere else because that's what they're doing practically. 
because you know that's what you can do. You can make a zone work any way you want. You know, um, and you know zones exist by by mutual agreement. But here's this is where comfort zones get kind of weird because I don't have to agree with Nick about what my comfort zone is, and he doesn't have to agree with me about what his comfort zone is, and we don't we don't have to work together on this. That our our comfort zones could actually be in conflict with each other. You know, it, it could be a real mess. And <laughs> and some folks, you know, some folks will really take issue with the choices that we've made about comfort zones, and and or or they'll be offended by it. Or they'll, or they will feel imposed on upon by it. So if you think about, um, you know, like as an example, let's take roller coasters as an example. I, for for one, find them to be jarring and nauseating, but there are probably others of you that think they are fun and exciting. Roller coasters are outside of my comfort zone. Now, now that I'm an adult and I weigh more than fifty pounds. Oh come but, on. Back when I didn't have much mass, I loved them. <laughs> but so the point being is that, you know, yeah, I'm not trying to talk anybody into uh, to liking roller coasters or not liking them. Um, it's just this is my present experience and it's where I draw that that line presently. But there there may be benefits for me to to Stop drawing that line there. You know, like, you, Nick, you just even push back on that. Oh, come on, you should enjoy it. Come, you, you don't know what you're missing out on. <laughs> you could get on roller coasters and have a blast. And, you know, well, it's true. It's possible. That could happen. So, <laughs> so you know, go ahead, Nick. <laughs> no, no, I was just laughing at you. <laughs> I wasn't saying okay. anything. <laughs> so, so, so right, right away, you know, the, this when we think about our comfort zone, we gotta we are gonna have to recognize that there are some real flaws in the notion of a comfort zone. The first is there's no consensus on what it should be or shouldn't be. There's um. It's understood that they're generally made up personal choices. That is, and therefore there's there's no continuity. Um, my comfort zone can be very different from from your comfort zone, and vice versa. And there's no standards, so my comfort zone could be could be really crackpot, you know, cooked up on the on the most flimsy of excuses, whereas yours could be just very solid and based on 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 hard experience and and serious science, you know. <laughs> but there's nothing like that in comfort zones. So it's like, why are we doing this? Why why would you use this just pathetic criteria to create something that will have such a huge impact on your life? So so the question then is all right, I I've been ex I've been operating on a certain comfort zone and I really really don't like it when I'm outside of that zone. But, uh, you know, is there anything you can do about it? Well, yes, there is. Because, <laughs> yeah, well, the first thing you can look at is what is the impact of these comfort zones I've created? Have I put barriers in my own way? Are they holding me back? Are they keeping me from things that would be truly beneficial in my life? 
Or even worse than that, are these comfort zones causing me problems? You know, um, an example I'd use is like maybe uh, having a, a quart of Ben and Jerry's ice cream would be in your comfort zone. But then again, are you comfortable with your your present weight? Are you comfortable with your uh, with your lactose intolerance? <laughs> you know, there there may be all kinds of negative things about this. Are wallowing in self pity is that really helping you? You know, so and the fact that it's comfortable to go do something like that doesn't mean that it's good for you. You know, for uh, on the other on the other side, you know, there are things like, well, I'm you're comfortable having a paycheck. Well, that makes you get up and go to work every day. Well, that's not a terrible thing. Um, but if you hate your job and it's making you sick and then you're bringing home your anxiety to your family, um, you know, maybe this notion of comfort isn't so great. Maybe you need to reassess what it what it actually means. So, so my point is, is that this thing that you've called a comfort zone, it's made up. <laughs> it, it, it isn't chiseled in granite. It is not even agreed upon by society. You know, it's, it's, it's the worst kind of negative fantasy. And so you can do something entirely different. You can, you can say, you know, I'm no longer going to be held to that restriction. And, you know, so, so for instance, a lot of it comes down to how you language about it, what you have to say um, to your, in your own self-talk, in your own head. That is, um, you know, do, do, you, uh, do you long for uh, Cheetos? Oh, Cheetos. Cheetos brings up such positive memories in my mind and, uh, and that, that wonderful flavor and all that. Then again, you can look at it and go, these are cheese-coated deep-fried cholesterol chips. I'm not doing it. You know? <laughs> that doesn't make me feel good. That doesn't make me comfortable. But you know what? Getting on the fresh air right now would make me comfortable. As opposed to somebody who's telling themselves, like, it's cold out. It, it might rain. Uh, you know, the, the air smells funny. <laughs> you know? we it, A lot of this comes down to merely how the story we're telling us about things. And if we tell a story that's uncomfortable, we're going to be uncomfortable. But if we tell a story that is comfortable, we can get comfortable. And you can do that about things that have made you uncomfortable in the past merely by by describing it to yourself in a different way about making different associations with it so that you don't <clears throat> so you don't feel the same way about it that you used to like what you're hearing ready to supercharge your scientific career discover practical advice on what it takes to be a successful scientist without sacrificing happiness learn the importance of meeting your human needs identifying and unlocking your charisma factors, discovering your core mindsets, and much more. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack and get started on your journey to becoming a happier scientist today. Subscribe now and check the show notes to download. And you know, feelings are very malleable. You don't have to feel any particular way. Now, I, I, I want to add a proviso here. I understand that some folks are, you know, they're dealing with 
with serious depression or you know, bipolar issues where they don't feel entirely in control of their feelings. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about you know your, your average everyday feelings that many of us really do have a choice. You have a choice whether or not to be irritated or whether or not to let things go. You have a choice whether or not to feel pressured or to chill out. You know, you have a choice whether or not to be to be interested or be bored. You know, that one especially is a pet peeve of mine. I used to tell my kids when they say, I'm bored. Yeah, well, guess what? Boredom is a self-inflicted problem. And, you know, I only had to say that to the kids a couple of times. And amazingly, they found things to do. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> but, you know, we look we look outside ourselves to change our feelings. I'm bored, Dad. You fix it. No, you're bored. You fix it. <laughs> um, and and we got to treat ourselves that way too. We we've got to make got to make an effort to decide what is comfortable and what isn't. Now another thing is how we treat our sensations. You know, if you're having pain, that doesn't automatically turn to suffering. There there's times when we actually enjoy pain. When you're at the gym and you're getting a good hard workout, you like that pain. It's not suffering. But in other cases, you, you get a little bitty sliver in you and, oh, well, that's, that, that's horrible. I got to fix that right now. We don't tolerate that, you know, so the, the sliver is outside of my comfort zone. That's fair. But, you know, running for an hour may not be outside of your comfort zone. Now, for some of you hearing that, like running for an hour sounds about 59 minutes outside of my comfort zone. Well, it just goes to show that there are options there. there you can make choices and, you know. Obviously, some people are, are in better shape to do certain things than others. Some people will find, you know, reading yet another another deep book, uh, you know, a very painful experience and very hard. Others, they, they would do that just for fun. So th the point is here is that it's up to you. You get some to choose. run for fun. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With weights for fun. <laughs> exactly. Yep, or that you know, some people hate to cook, and other people love to cook. It's well, interesting that because you're just talking about what you have convinced yourself is the case, yeah, basically. Yeah. And that's so the, you know, you know, do yourself a favor, make up something expansive, glorious, and dynamic, and make that inside your comfort zone. You know, challenge yourself and feel good about challenges, and when something fails. You know, when you fall on your face, laugh and get up. You know, whether it's, you know, literally, physically, or whether it's uh, figuratively. But you can re you can respond that way. We we've all seen that with a little kid that falls down, and there's this, ch everybody freezes for a second to see how they'll react. And if the kid gets up laughing, it's all good. And if they get up crying, oh, and then, you know, we all have to go down that road. And sometimes you see that with a kid, and you can see the kid try is trying to decide which way am I supposed to go? What are the adults uh, signaling me to do? I remember that we used to, you know, when the kids fell, kind of a cheat, cheer. Oh, you're okay. Way up you get, right. Let's go. And there's a, there's a, you know, there's a one zone where they would have done that anyway. There's a zone where even if you, even if you do that, they're going to cry because it hurt. But there's a gray zone in the middle where they'll just go, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Off we go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, they just needed another input. 
So, you know, and that's all great when we're doing that with, with somebody else. And by the way, you can do that. You can help other people expand their comfort zones. But you know what? Start with you. Because <laughs> the, the, the more you're comfortable with, the easier life is. If your comfort zone is very narrow, you're going to keep bumping up against it. You know, you're going to keep stepping over the edge. It's not going to be fun. Well, you're going to have a more enjoyable life if you will go out of your way to expand your comfort zone. So that's what I've got for now. Okay, well, and there's not much I can say to that. That was very, uh, very Miyagi. Uh, just let the wisdom flow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's definitely worth... I mean, one one observation, I guess, is that is that you can work yourself up to that. You know, and one example is in running, for example. Uh, you know, there people. there's lots of anecdotes of people who, you know, do you know the Couch to 5K app, for example? I don't know if you know about that, but it's like a, it's like a, uh, kind of, uh, it's an app that takes you through the very, a very, a very slow um, on ramp into be able to run 5K after I think it's a 12 week thing. You start off mostly walking, and and then then it gets you up there. And for in the beginning, it's very the, the running is very uncomfortable. By the end of it, a lot of people actually really enjoy the running and then will start doing that for fun. And you can see that that's because they've got their fitness up, but equally it's because they've, got their, they've, they've, they've consistently worked at their mindset. And so if you can't immediately flip yourself into, I enjoy um, apples and nut Cheetos or whatever it is, then, um, then and it doesn't, flip straight away you can just use willpower to get over that and that's part of that when we talked about habit formation that's you know that's part of the thing so um i i get psyched out a lot by oh it's not flipped straight away um so it's never going to flip and so that's just an encouragement to that if that's you as well then just keep going keep pounding away at it with willpower and eventually it will get there there's <laughs> one way to do it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is one way. I know. I like it is one way. way. It's not the only way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like I, you know, I, I will, I will, I will reveal one of my little pet things. I, I really like things to be neat and clean. I like, I like to be a, a place for everything and everything in its place. There's, there's a lot of benefits for that for me. The, the, where I could step out of my comfort zone, though, is if I enter a messy environment or I'm around somebody who doesn't share that that viewpoint. Well, I've learned that I can get comfortable with other people that are not as neat or not as clean as me. I can be fine with that because I bothered to stretch my comfort zone that way. Um, and, and, you know, I, the argument could have been made of like, maybe you should be an advocate for cleanliness and neatness and, and you know, well, it's, I don't know. I, I, I came to the conclusion that it wasn't worth dying on that hill. So, <laughs> uh, you know, let people be what they are and and uh, go with that. Now, obviously, there, there are situations like, you know, in the lab specifically where, where cleanliness might be absolutely critical and you just cannot tolerate that. So you're not... What, so the comfort zone is to get everybody on board and look how important this is and and let's make it work for everybody and or to get people out that are not going to cooperate you know they, 
So, I mean, there's advantages to having a comfort zone, but there are, there are great disadvantages to having comfort zones, some comfort zones also. So, you know, let's just make sure that we, we make the choices on purpose. As always, Ken, excellent wisdom. And yeah, I'm, this is another one for me to file away <laughs> and <laughs> no, listen to good. again. <laughs> okay, thanks again, right, Ken. Thank you. And, uh, you can see, I'm not sure if there's anything to go in the show notes, notes in this one, but if there are show notes, then um, you can, uh, maybe we'll put, the, we'll put the Couch to 5K app in the, <laughs> uh, in the show notes for this one. Uh, always good if you like to get, if you want to get into running. Um, you can find that, uh, the show notes at bitesidebuy.com forward slash the happy scientist. And this is episode 53. Um, and obviously you can find all of our other um, podcast episodes there and some other podcasts there as well that you might find interesting, the microscopists and flow stars and, and so on. Um, also, you can join us on facebook.com forward slash the happy scientist club, all one word. And, um, and you, you know, there you can ask us questions or get extra content or, or whatever you would like to do. And, that just leaves me to say thank you again, Ken, for another fantastic, um, I'm trying to find a Mr. Miyagi uh, sort of a word there, but I can't. So another <laughs> fantastic episode, and we will see you again next time. All right, very good. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The Happy Scientist is brought to you by Bite Size Bio, your mentor in the lab. Bite Size Bio features thousands of articles and webinars contributed by hundreds of PhD scientists and scientific companies who freely offer their hard-won wisdom and solutions to the Bite Size Bio community. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep learning practical tips on being a happy and successful scientist, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the Happy Scientist podcast and download the Happy Scientist reference pack today. And together, let's reignite that passion for science that first got you into the lab. Remember, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. So hit that subscribe button now and check the show notes to download.